Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2022 John Deere Classic Picks Preview. One and done. Who's Andrew Kirst? Who's not Andrew Kirst for the week? This you will find out in this show. If you're watching the video version, good news. You'll probably get some Irish Open and some Live Portland Invitational talk as well. If you're on the podcast feed, it's on tomorrow's show. So good reason to go sub to Mayo Media Network on YouTube and smash the like button to the video. I'm away this weekend, so... I won't be able to do the research show for the Scottish Open when the, during the normal time slot that I do. Uh, let me know in the comment section if you still want to see a research show. Probably won't be able to have like the full Fantasy National walkthrough because the official field won't be loaded by the time that I'll actually have to record said show. But I can do a course preview, try to set up with uh, odds, look back at last year, that kind of thing from the Renaissance Club. Uh, so yeah, let me know if you want that or not, because I will not have the full official field, but I'll have most of probably the names that you want to play in that field. Uh, just let me know. All right. Uh, rate and review the podcast and happy birthday to our guy, Mooseonomics, Big Moose, the creator of Fantasy National in honor of Moose's birthday. FantasyNational.com slash Mayo will get you 20% off of all membership levels. Open championship coming up. So I highly suggest that you go do that. Jeff Feinberg is on the line. Jeffrey... I watched the Euro playoff yesterday with Hao Tong and Peters, and it inspired me to play like Hao Tong on the course when I went and played yesterday. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go after every single shot. I opened double, bogey, bogey, double, and had to change my strategy. <laughs> that was wild. It seemed like a lot of guys uh, were celebrating their big Hao Tong tickets. Uh, excited for you to get away with the family, I assume, for Canada Day this weekend. So, well, well deserved. Ah, no, sir. No, 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 sir. Oh. Kids are staying at home. The wife and I are going away is. for a friend's birthday. We're actually just oh. like 15 minutes south of like Cabot Cliffs and Cabot Links. And I, I'm, I might have to press my luck to see if I can get like the earliest tea time on Saturday morning if I'm like not too hungover to get out. Yeah, do it. Yeah, it would just be me out there. Not like none of my friends play. It's just me. Is that too weird to like sneak out no. and go play this course? I mean, you've played it before, right? Yeah. And you're like somewhat regional. So there'll be other opportunities. Um, I hope certainly as I uh, get this knee working fully. Um, but, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Most would say that that's not weird at all. Like if we're like, that's not weird at all to play and then to play with other singles or to just join a group to play the course on a beautiful summer's morning. So no, to answer your question, no, it is not weird. It's, it wasn't so much of, I, I don't mind joining like, uh, as a your single wife might just say group. like, weren't you just here? Aren't you coming back here in a little bit? Yeah. da 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 da. You know, that's like the only thing you'll have to fight. Anyone else like going to the region from a different part of the country or world could probably convince their wife that, yeah, you should let me do that. Like, when are we ever here? But your wife will have that battle back that I let you come here all the time, Pat. I mean, I wish it was all the time that I was there. Because but, it, but here's the thing. The group of us, I think there's like eight of us, are having lunch at the golf course that day. So I could finish my round and just meet them there. Done. Done. Honestly, the, uh, you gotta like, yeah, you gotta take your shot. I think it'll work. I shall. Yeah, do it. It's not weird. That That's for certain. It is not weird. 
I don't think people, anyone will find that um, weird. As I've gotten older, doing things by myself, I'm not a table for one, most is lack Al Borland kind of guy, but I like see my, like I've had thoughts like, oh, the Jays like at two o'clock. Like, I don't know, I'd go to the game by myself. I don't give a shit. It's in a nice stadium, go to a movie by myself. I'd sit in a, I'd eat a meal by myself, listen to a show, reading an article, having an article read to me. Like, I don't know, I enjoy that a lot um, more. So yeah, there's nothing weird about it. Yeah, I am very pro movies by yourself. I would like to go with someone. If there's a movie I want to see, I mean, I've seen plenty of movies by myself over the years. My wife actually likes to go to movies by herself too. It's a nice getaway, especially when you're around like the little kids all the time and she's constantly around me, I'm constantly around her. Just, you know, here's a two hour break just to go like sit in silence and just be away from everything else and do something that you enjoy. I ran it by the guy whose birthday it is that we're going to celebrate. He's like, yeah, I don't give a shit. So that's step one pass. You know, I, I felt like I should ask him first about it. So maybe. Maybe we can uh, get this sorted out. I can send you some pictures from the course. And maybe if you do come down and your knee is getting better, we can we can do a full day shoot. We'll bring Cusk with us. Yeah, no, my knee is like, I've kind of been given like a 95% medical all go. Um, uh, but I don't know. There's still, I'm going to try to, I'll be hitting balls. I was a little anxious when I said time to book a tea time. Time to hit some balls. I'm going to hit some balls this week. Maybe just like seven, nine iron wedge. I, I can't help but go full throttle and try to do something. But yeah, 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 yeah. I, was, I just don't want to go to Cabot Links when I'm like afraid of walking into a steep bunker at this mo exact moment, if that makes any sense, or walking out of one. Those are like where my head is at. And yeah, I don't know. Golf's hard enough to have like, mental thoughts about like things that'd be I'd, I'd be worse than i already am yeah that's true i mean the links would probably be a better one for you it's very flat it's very linksy the cliffs is just like whoop up and down yes paul you have a question plus tim would be there plus tim so would be there correct the chances for jeff to hurt himself again very high. <laughs> uh yeah good times and i'm replaying that i actually like don't know about baseball game by yourself it's way too like slow it's not a movie long i love a baseball game but like ah, baseball game by yourself mm, yeah did you what are you, what are you gonna be doing next like keeping score i mean, I mean that's you could just go with tim tim will keep score for you <laughs> <laughs> No, I love a baseball game, but I thought about that. Like, there's just too much, like, needed conversing, I think, to to for me to want to do that level of by myself. Did you have any take? I saw a bunch of people, I guess the, 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 the clowns on Twitter took a break of, like, complaining outrageously about the live tour, and they, they shifted their focus on to Hao Tong yesterday because he didn't shake Peter's hand right away because he was too fired up from winning. Um, and the interview was just spectacular. And people were like, oh, how dare he in that interview? Swear. He said, fuck. You know, there could be children listening to this. Like, it's the same people over and over and over again just are morally outraged by absolutely everything, apparently. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. I, it was a fun playoff. Uh, apparently, Peter's had no problem with it. They talked afterwards like they're pals. Uh, it was an incredible tour de force performance in that playoff just watching it through you're like oh and then the blade on the chip after the two shots and the putt it, it was incredible i shout out to how tong it's been a long way back since he was on that 
driving range in the darkness at Harding Park and Cust declared it over for him at the PGA Championship. He went from leading the PGA Championship to being ranked like a thousandth in the world, but now he's back three years later. And I thoroughly in, enjoyed that. I mean, both of those players, Peters and Tong, are are very, um, I don't know, they're players, I don't know, the camera like finds them a lot, I guess I should say. So I enjoy both of them and how they demonstrate themselves. Nothing Tong did bothered me, especially if you watched any of that. You could tell that they, they had a nice positive day of sportsmanship on the golf course. Uh, that's and it to know it was taken care of after the fact. Clearly, no, no surprise. The guy popped. I mean, uh, that's allowed. Uh, like I, I don't know. I, I I give him a mulligan on that. So uh, yeah, no issues. No issues with the swearing. That's life. Travelers was a little bit different. I was out on the course, so I actually had it taped and didn't know what happened. Came home and watched it. I uh, felt gutted for Thigawa. Uh, reminder. This tournament and Phoenix are essentially the same later board. If you go and look at it with all the same guys doing the same fields, same leaderboard, even like KH Lee and JT Poston, Martin Laird, all guys that do really well in Phoenix pop up. The Gala obviously blew it in Phoenix, blew it again here. He's close though, isn't he? I, I don't, would you go back to him this week? I mean, his number I is ridiculous, mu- but the four there's four, the 40 on DraftKings is top of market. And I don't think it's that unfair because there was a moment yesterday I thought it could be like 22 when you're like actually reading the field. Yeah. So I don't think 40 is unfair based on the field strength. Then, I mean, we all thought about it watching it in the moment that it just had these Mito vibes uh, as it was happening. And the announcers brought that up, you know, sort of after it happened. And Mito was able, I don't know, these guys are so young. He, he really is an emotional player, uh, and we know that Mito is sort of this, like, uh, you know, as John Rom likes to try to be a goldfish, like people that actually know Mito say, like, no, he truly lives and has always been that, like, easy to forget, move on, keep going guy. So he might wear this one a little harder, but I don't think the 40 is unfair, and I don't wouldn't be shocked at all to see him bounce back. You just like this, doesn't this one just turn into a putting contest? I mean, there were two things that were so true in life, Pat, when we were younger watching golf. One was Tiger Woods going to beat all your asses. And number two was Zach Johnson or Steve Stricker. were going to play for this thing. And, and then Spieth came along and then he was the other yeah. guy who was in it. And this tournament, like it's gotten so, I don't like it's whatever we can make fun and the lift field's going to be stronger. And that's just, people are going to like poke holes. This is just, you know, I guess methodical of live to pick this spot in the sense they know they'd go head to head with the actual worst field on um, tour. But this field, like John Deere used to have to send a charter like to the British open because the field was so strong, like so strong. There was a handful of players who wanted to get over that they would entice them to play with a charter. Now it feels like it's, you know, you need to buy a first class ticket to go with burger. Yeah. Burger, Zach Johnson. Is Jason day in the open championship? I don't think that he is. I have no idea, but if they're restrictive, then I don't know how he is. I mean, he's in this field this week. That's the only plausible explanation I can come up with that he is playing in this tournament. Yeah, they used to. They used to, you missed the cut on Friday. You were hanging around because you were just taking the free plane ride. Yeah, we. If yeah. you were going over, you'd see the guy on the range for two days and maybe even get an interview if he was good enough. 
I spoke about this on the research show off the top of the PGA is a real problem right now with this event because they're still running two alternate events the next two weeks opposite the Scottish opposite the Open Championship for the Barbasol and Barracuda you have this then you come out of it and you're in Minneapolis and you're in Detroit and that wouldn't be so bad except think about the guys that would always play in the 3M Open you had Dustin you had Bryson you had Matthew Wolf all three of those guys they're on the live now oh sorry those guys are on the live tour now and then detroit ricky and bryson were the two biggest draws that the rocket mortgage had obviously those guys aren't playing anymore either so you have this like five event stretch and i feel like the Wyndham will still get a few players just in advance of the fedex cup playoffs returning for the first time people seem to like playing the Wyndhams, but you have this like either five or six event stretch i theorize that they should make this almost like the farmers through genesis make that its own separate like four event tournament with a huge payday. They need to do something with this five to six event stretch. I kind of said like not necessarily corn fairy ish, but for all of the mid tier guys that aren't playing in the Scottish and aren't playing in the open championship, Try to come up with something. Like, I saw people talking about what do you do with all the top-ranked college players coming out right now that, you know, I think uh, Cootie ended up winning on the Corn Ferry Tour this week. But there's only so many spots available on the Corn Ferry Tour for these guys or on the Canadian Tour or on the Latino Tour that maybe this stretch where the fields are going to be weak anyway, hell, like, you have Omar Uretzi in the field. I'm pretty sure that guy's, like, 70 years old. Don't quote me on that. He's 53 years old, and he plays like the same two tournaments every single year. Good player. He has nine career professional wins, but you know he should be on the Sonor Tour at this point. Maybe utilize this stretch to try to build some stars. Like even, I mean, Matthew Wolf won at the 3M. Morikawa won at the Barracuda. Like this is a good time to spotlight some guys, and no one's going to be watching these tournaments anyway. Give them something to play for. Put $5 million in for this five-event stretch that, you know, if you end up with the most points over these five events, something happens. You, you know, guarantee 20 tour cards or something like that do you, i feel like the pga tour is like flanders dad where they've tried nothing and they're all out of ideas that was a very well spoken rant people that always bug me for interrupting you you notice i didn't even say a word i didn't even try to i'm sorry i always try to work on that problem i'm not smart enough to figure out any sort of solution here and you're and I think something that you just brought up was great. I mean, we felt that deadness after the masters, but for a month, but there's like a new landscape now where that deadness is not going to almost be acceptable or go over well. And yeah, they're swimming, they're out there and they're being surrounded by sharks on a boat and and they got a problem. And I, I don't have a solution. And I, I um to almost piggyback on your point. I laugh at the people Listen, you laugh at the people that got outraged about about live the one thing. It's not even the Saudi money. I got outraged about one thing through all of live because I think they can all go and get their money. And I think at the same time, you're allowed to do it. It makes total sense to go take your money. But at the same time, if someone who's like incredibly passionate or connected to 9-11 wants to bug you about that or ask you about that, or that's important. They're also, in my opinion, totally entitled to that. The only thing that outraged me was how being told any player who told me not to care, why do you care? Stop talking about it. It's not important. That's the only thing that outraged me because I love it so much, Pat. And um, I don't have an answer, but I laugh at the people 
like to lives in Portland this week. Look at that field. The people that like still can't give it any credit are the people that called it dead at Riviera. Like are, it's dead before it starts. Like, look where they are. They got a first event. Like you have to acknowledge their, you have to call strike a strike and a ball a ball. And those are, you have to like mini wins, big wins in some level, their wins for live. And the people that downplay Brooks and Bryson as no big deal or even Wolf, because you're so goddamn short-sighted, I get there's a filter in a factory that's going to bring us a new Wolf. But just think where your mind was 18 months ago on Matthew Wolf. So to now think that's not a big deal, you just see everything in the moment. And Brooks and Bryson, I can make my jokes about how upset, even Brooks's comments from February, where like you saw Dustin's comments from February, he's like, I'm committed to the PGA Tour, it's been great to me. Brooks literally used his comments in February to also, Pat, laugh at the people who are going to leave. So I don't know that, uh, and like, I'm a, you know me. I... You're frozen. That's how, that's how we know you. <laughs> so, you know, and people can think I'm beholden to that. And part of me still thinks Brooks a goddamn genius. He's going to get to play the majors. He took his money. He doesn't care about those events anyway. And I'll tell you why he's an even bigger genius. Because hopefully in his contract, he can just get all the surgeries he effing wants because he's glass and he's always broken, but now he doesn't need to like play to make money. Do you know what I mean? Like, or to get like, he can literally always get surgery, get healthy, barely even play on the live tour. <laughs> so I hope he uses every opportunity now, like get freaking fully healthy. If you know, but maybe he doesn't even care to be the guy of the past too. You could argue that. Um, all in all, I totally agree what you said, though. I don't have a better solution, um, but I do don't understand how people are. Uh, the people that downplay Brooks and Bryson leaving, Bryson DeChambeau, when healthy, Brooks, when healthy, is maybe the most feared player on tour. When healthy and on a leaderboard with you. Bryson DeChambeau, when healthy, in my opinion, has the skill set to be the best player in the world. And people downplay them leaving. That's crazy to me. I don't. Crazy. I, it's funny because people have accused me of being team live here. I'm not. I'm team PGA. I just want the PGA to get better because of this with some competition. Let's try to evolve what we're doing. And you, you kind of hit on it. You have that dead stretch between the Masters and the PGA Championship. And now you have this dead stretch essentially between the U.S. Open and the start of the FedEx Cup playoffs because all of the best players are going to be overseas. So you could do one of two things, work in conjunction with the DP World Tour and turn this like alternate swing into a thing. And then co they co-sanction the Scottish Open. They should co-sanction the Irish Open as well and make that a PGA event. So you'd have the Irish. Uh, even Custa actually mentioned that why don't you just put the Canadian Open after the U.S. Open and then you would have the U.S. Open, Canadian Open, Irish Open, Scottish Open, and then the British Open back to back to back to back to back to back weeks uh that would be intriguing with a whole bunch of national opens i think that's a, a path they could take and then they should take like the zurich and move it to this part of the schedule because if no one's going to care no one's going to care and maybe they should do it a lot like 
this one is tougher because you know that weird Scandinavian mixed event? Someone brought this to my attention, like the Annika and Henrik Stenson event yeah. that they have on the Euro Tour. Maybe you could do a PGA, LPGA yeah. type of thing during this part of the schedule as well. The issue becomes that if all the good players are overseas, is anyone really going to give a shit if there's anything like that? It's one thing if the top LPGA players are playing with Rory and Justin Thomas. It's different if they have to play with Christian Bezadenhout and Adam Shank. 100%. And we'll see like what happens in the sense that it, the niche, like the people in our orbit on tour, on Twitter tour, ha, huh, wish, they wish. Um, and I would include myself in this, seem to think at this moment in time, Pat, that I we will be more entertained. I like to tell myself I will be more entertained by like Sahith versus Patrick Rogers to win the John Deere versus anything that can happen on live that's not true i don't know that that's true it's not true. i don't know that yeah (laughs) it's probably not that's like a fantasy a lot of us like people are trying to tell themselves but i'm also self-aware enough to know that's probably not true like you let me watch patrick reed play brooks kepka i want to see the bad guys boom 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 you know how is that not um, their team name? Why why don't they have the bad guys and in honor of Scott Hall, they can have Razor Ramon as their logo? Yeah. You you would um you would think. Uh so uh, yeah, I don't know the dead zone. And it all comes back to this one thing. It's like the same people like us that say, Why can't baseball just go to like 150 from 162, 148, 145? I don't know, everything's bought and paid for. Like these companies, John Deere this week, they must be the most loyal people on goddamn earth to be, keep getting this shit sandwich dropped on their freaking doorstep. 3M, um, who's Minnesota, uh, who's Detroit? Rocket, Rocket mortgage. mortgage. Like these are the preeminent companies in America that stand with the PGA Tour, America worldwide. Like, you know, so I don't, I don't know. They have those relationships and those relationships are everything they're really like the backbone of the tour. And I don't think they want to do it. And, and to your point, you're saying, try to make these events even bigger. Um, I don't know. I, it's not going to get the PGA is in for a, uh, the world of hurt kind of feels like we're only at the very beginning now. Like there's whatever you said, Flanders. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's kind of what it is. That Flanders analogy I made. Here's the other issue right now with the PGA Tours. We made it 22 minutes into this show, and we didn't really recap the Travelers outside of talking about the Gala making double bogey on 18, Xander making birdie on 18, is that when the Liv took the guys and the specific players that they ended up taking, whether it be Brooks, Bryson, Phil, uh, even, I guess, I, I don't see Bubba in the field this week, but apparently he and Fowler are both gone too, although they're not appearing in this tournament, which is kind of weird. Uh, All pit players that people seem to engage with and like. That's the thing. So when you have Xander and Cantlay on a leaderboard, like the Gala is interesting to me. I like the Gala. Is there my wife's favorite player? Are there any two players, great players, top 10 players in the world, like Xander and Cantlay, who are just not interesting to watch like this? Yeah, that's, I mean, listen, my wife like barely watches on Sunday and maybe she just caught Phoenix because it was like Super Bowl. But, like, Tagala is interesting to my wife, who, like, doesn't give a shit about anybody. Like, that's, like, weird. So, I don't know. He's, like, popping off the screen as a likable, interesting fella to the normies. Um, 
Xander Cantley. I don't, I don't know. They're best friends. It seemed pretty boring. Xander. I mean, the contrast of Xander's emotions to to Gala's. I mean, Xander's putt. What was it on seventeen? Guy didn't even like make a motion. You know, in his head, he's like, "Motherfuck, shit, fuck!" Like, how the hell did that not drop? It was like two and a half dimples into the hole. I, yeah, I don't know. It's part of how I guess they handle it. But yeah, they're both boring players. I'm not here to speak differently on that but we would have had arguments a year ago pat that like no not to say no one cares but like who's more boring like who's like justin thomas the most boring no one cares about good player ever oh i i completely agree he's starting to develop some sort of personality yeah, but no, I, big I, time big time I, I would lump him into that as well and i mean the reason that they're boring on the course is actually what makes them really good at golf it's all like dustin johnson like dustin johnson is a boring guy like no one despite the fact that he ended up on the pip and he, he's won two majors he's one of the greatest players of all time he's fucking boring he seems like not boring when he's not on the golf course but what if he's your friend he's yeah yeah he's party guy dj but when he's on the course he's like a robot uh, and so are these guys and how having that short memory the goldfish memory is what makes them so good on top of just being so skillful at everything but I mean, shout out to Xander for winning his first full field cut event since the Greenbrier, like five years ago. It was funny on the live chat show. And we'll be doing the live chat show this week. Tambo is on vacation. It's me and Ben Raza, 9.15 a.m. Eastern time on Wednesday to talk you through all of the DraftKings picks, the final bets, the weather, and to take your questions. Uh, someone actually mentioned, it's like, well, can I even play Xander because his win equity is so much lower? And I actually had to say, it's like... Look, it's not that his win equity is lower. It's just we only have such a small sample of events to go through. If you if you took this event and played it 100 times, his win equity is probably top four in the field. That's why he gets listed at these prices every single week because he actually does have win equity. But when it plays out in your one single simulation in reality, it doesn't turn out that way. But all of a sudden it does. Like That's not how anyone should actually judge win equity. I know I've been guilty of it. You've been guilty of it. We're all guilty of it. Sam Burns is a better winner than Xander Shoffley. Well, he has been in the limited time that we've seen him, but Xander, what's this, his like seventh win now? <laughs> yep. Very well said. And, and if anyone's wondering, I'm doing okay. It's not like Xander and Matthew Fitzpatrick were guys like I bet a ton in the last two months. And yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm all right. I'm great. I'm not going to get my Xander money back ever now. Well, it's not like they can make him any shorter than he's been. I'm okay. <laughs> what? I, yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. Well, All right. Well, I'm, I'm, glad I'm, you're fun. I'm glad that you're okay. Let's move to the John Deere Classic and talk about this field, which I know this gets said a lot. It's usually around like Pebble Beach, but at least Pebble Beach usually has like four or five really good guys. Uh, this field is trash. Par 71, TPC Deer Run, Silvis, Illinois, the Quad City, 7,289 yards. Very easy course. Yep. Hit some iron shots, make some putts from eight feet, win this tournament. Lucas Glover is the defending champion. We've seen Brian Harmon win. We've seen Dylan Hotfire Fratelli win this event. Uh, Jordan Spieth, you mentioned Steve Stricker, who I think went back-to-back-to-back years. Or Zach Johnson, another prolific winner at this event from the area. So the guys that are like from Wisconsin and Iowa tend to do pretty well at this event because they're usually 
the names that come and play at this event. We're not even seeing, I mean, we're seeing those two guys, but they're well past their prime. Stricker even gagged the senior Open champ or U.S. Open to Patty Harrington this week. He was winning for, I think, the first two rounds, and then Harrington made a charge uh, in the final round, ended up topping, Str- I mean, Stricker finished like six back by the end of it. That was actually a fun tournament to watch. I caught some of that as well. It was, a good, it was actually a good weekend for uh, between the LPGA, the major, the senior U.S. Open, like at the conclusion of the Euro event, and even the conclusion of the Traveler. It was actually a pretty fun weekend just to like kind of grab bits and pieces of golf all around. But this tournament is just trash at the top. Would, would it shock you to know who the betting favorite is on DraftKings Sportsbook? No, it wouldn't shock me to know one bit. I think that would have, like, you'd, I don't even think it's close to a second favorite, but I guess the sportsbook want, uh, have made it close at the top. There are, it's not, though. There are co-favorites on DraftKings Sportsbook for the John Deere Classic. Daniel, how's your burger? Is 12 to 1, and so is Adam Hadwin. <laughs> oh. Wow. Yeah. I thought it was going to be Webb no, who was no. going to tell me he's tied with Burger, which also would have surprised me. That's wild. Um, <laughs> that's wild. Just to let Spieth had the hole out here, right? Where he threw the rake or where Greller threw the rake? No, that was at the Travelers. Uh, uh, no, no, this was the hole. This out. was the pontoon boat with uh, Jay uh, Zach, Zach jo- got the the gun in his back in his putt for for a big tie or something, right? I, I do believe that Spieth did chip in on either 17 or 18 to force a playoff to get a win here. I think it was his first win uh, back in like 2015. Sorry. Bryson's first win was here, and I remember that one because I was tweeting, getting excited that Patrick Rogers, I hope you brought your passport. You're going to the Open. I bet on you. And then he fell apart, and Bryson just, yeah, took it. And then I thought that Bryson was going to be a great play at the Open the next week. He was the first guy off, and I had him like 100% on DraftKings. Triple bogey on the first hole, end of Bryson. Remember that very vividly. I think it was at Carnoustie. Uh, either way. Yeah, Burger. Burger, though, I mean, he, like how he played at Pebble Beach in that shit field. We saw him at Honda, a field we like to make fun of. Um, we would have had another example because he withdrew from Mexico, but this is a guy that, that, um, so we don't have the result there, but I remember at Mexico, I think we were betting him on the notion of this guy really likes shitty fields. You can feel comfortable betting him. Uh, shitty fields apparently are this thing that he's bat like he's, he's doing, and you could call it genius. Like I'm going to zag, like you guys, you don't want shitty fields. I'm going to take this money. I'm going to take these FedEx cut points and I'm going to try to beat, and I'm going to beat these, these, uh, you know, he gets to like have his Brooks Kepka mindset, like screw all these guys. And it's apparently worked for him uh, at least this season. So if you wanted to back him, you couldn't justify that. Uh, I agree. I think it depends on how you want to allocate your money this week. Like, do you want to go to the top, make two bets? Like if you just want to bet burger and web, I mean, Sounds pretty good. Webb's 16 to 1 at DraftKings Sportsbook right now. Then he goes into like Bez, 22 to 1, McCarthy, 25 to 1, CH3, 25 to 1, Mav McNeely, 28 to 1. That's everyone below 30 to 1. Uh, that's not super inspiring here. Paul did point out that um, it's been like the jabroni overvalued losers who don't win, who have won the past two weeks. Like Matt Fitzpatrick won at like 25 to one. Xander wins at 16 to one. That maybe it's just Bezayden Hout time. Everyone's been betting him at 70 to one and 66 to one. No one will bet him at 22 to one. You can probably find a better number than that. But wouldn't that just make way too much sense? 
Okay, I totally agree with that. Two guys won that, like, many people just, like, red ink, like, never winners, don't bet them, yada, yada, yada. That is who has won. I don't, yeah, I guess that's your guy. It's honestly hard to find that guy for me. That Bezayden Hope might be the only, the only one. I'm a, I mean, I made one bet at 75 to one um, that I, you know, followed your lead on and we'll get to. But, yeah, I guess Bezayden Hope's that guy. Like, I don't. No, like we're forcing that, I guess, is what I'm going to say. Like, we're really forcing that. It's not like the Xander Matt Fitzpatrick results. No, but in <laughs> in fairness, you can get him as low right now at 33 to one in some spots. Much, much more palatable than the 22 to one. Fair. This field, fair. And, and this is a field like if there's any guy who's a long shot that you have like the most monicum of respect and believe the guy is good. It's almost like you're beholden to bet that guy. Oh, 100%. That's, in, that, that's, in all, like, that's all I did this week. I just went down the board. I was like, oh, I like that guy and that guy and that guy. Uh, yeah, sure. Let's go with them. <laughs> like, I really like that guy a year ago. I believe he can be a winner on PGA Tour. Like, if you're a stand for anybody, like, if you have, like, this intrinsic belief that anyone in this field is a winner on the PGA Tour, how do you, like, look through them? I mean, you have to cut down your list, but sort of like where I am, kind of like you. Look at a bunch of losers, but at one point, I thought that guy's going to win out here, and maybe this is chance. Yeah, it's a good call on Berger. He has the four wins. Only one of them was really at a quality-type field. He has the Pebble Beach win. He, uh, did, no, yeah, he won He won at Pebble Beach. That was a pretty good win because he outlasted Cantlay and Spieth. Like, that was an actual, like, win. All the best guys played well that week. Then he has the two St. Jude's. The Charles Schwab, when he won at Colonial, uh, was a really good big one. Win. Was a big win for him. That was the, what, first event back out of COVID when everyone was playing. The thing is... He's played this tournament. He played this tournament last year. He played in 2019. Like he plays the John Deere pretty often. He came fifth in 2017 and then finished outside the top 30 in the other two runs that he's had here. It's not like he shows up to the John Deere Classic and absolutely demolishes everyone by being the best player that just simply hasn't materialized. You know, I was just making that. No, like, I, I, get, I, are- I get that, but maybe this is different. Maybe it is, and it's the week before a major, too. No, it's and not. I'm but one it's, of not, these it's, guys. it's not the week before a major. That's uh, also different for the John Deere Classic this year. <laughs> yes. Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't um, – I'm not betting burger. I don't see myself betting burger. Like you, I'm headed up, up away this weekend, and if I'm going to lose money, it's going to be online. I'm just going to throw some flyers around. Yeah, you, I'm not betting the top. Yeah, I'm you not. you can make this. I mean, it's going to be a very not necessarily low investment week in terms of what the payouts are going to be, but like the total like money in this week is going to be probably a lot lower. Uh, instead of getting like six, five, six, seven x my money if a, a winner comes through, which doesn't happen by the way, because I'm fucking terrible at picking winners, uh, just losing money. The top forties, my guy Johnny. Uh? Came through for me last week. He had a good week. I'm better at identifying those guys and betting top 30s than I am trying to pick out right winners. I wish I could just bet my guys to come in second. I've now hit 13 runner-ups this year on the board. I saw Pat Perry from the Tour Junkies. He hit Xander. He now has 12 outright winners for the season. That's like a vintage Feinberg Mayo season. 12 winners. I've had two this year. That's not good. (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm at four. So, you know, we're treading water, but uh, finish strong. Get hot, finish strong. Let's go. Yeah. So, I mean, the each ways have been coming through the top 20s, top 30s, top 40s, but just the big scores have not been there for me. And, you know, you can spend like a hundred bucks this week and get paid like two grand back on what you end up betting. Uh, and you can still like spread it around between six guys. So I think that's the route that I'm going to take. Webb, I think, is interesting. Just to the effect of he's 12 at some places, but DraftKings Sportsbook does have him at 16. That's the best number that's out there right now. He's looked like he's had some life in him uh, over the past few starts. Just looking through the logs, like since he's come back at Heritage, the results haven't really been manifested, but the approach has been really good. It's been getting progressively better. Gained three strokes on approach at the Travelers. Gained off the tee, gained on the greens. It's really nice to see. Like I would feel more comfortable with Webb than Berger. I'm pivoting off both of them. I, I, I don't even totally agree with that, but I haven't even thought about it enough. Uh, yeah, Webb, it's like slowly coming back that if we got the full pop, not shocked. I, I just, I, I have nothing to say on that. I, I would lean burger though. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just talking about for the odds. If it's going to be 12 versus 16, I would say that their chances of winning betting, are about equal. I am... I'm I can't see myself betting anybody who's ever won before. I almost wish I had a hunger scale. Like who's hungry? Who's hungry? Get it. SG tummy rumbles is what you're looking for. I'm looking I'm looking for for that. And honestly, this is going to be like a very Cam Stewart thing to say, but the death of I get I get I get out I get out on the town so little, Pat, that like it's not even a thing that bothers me anymore. And maybe I need to like drive to a college town. But the lack of like old crusty breakfast diner, just the death of it is just such a it's such a downfall of society. I, I they're all hold, just hold replaced, on, hold, hold on, they're all hold replaced on. by these bougie places that have to like sprinkle parsley or something on my shit. No, there was a place that I loved and the demolishes came through and now it's condo and fuck. like I need it so bad. I needed that grease so bad. So bad. The, are you talking about where you were or by your house? Because I can give you some locations in the downtown core that meet the criteria that you're looking for. Yeah, but I don't live close enough to downtown. Not where I was, but near my house when I was like back and I needed it. Oh. And I'd even go there after recording right now because you might not be able to tell by looking at me, but I need an injection of grease to like offset things that are happening inside my body right now. I would say, and this isn't the optimal way to do it because I do think that diner food, especially, especially greasy spoon diner food, you want yeah, it like I, you, you want it the moment it comes out of the fryer because it has diminishing yeah. returns the longer it is. However, if you did want to like get DoorDash or Uber Eats or anything like that, uh, you can, you, know, you can just kind of scroll through it, just put it in diner, see what you got. All right, there's a couple really good ones downtown that have been there for like forever. Like the first date I went on with my wife was at a Greasy Spoon Diner because I was so hungover, forgot about the the Tinder match that I had, and just kind of like show, rolled in, hungover, showed up to a to a diner. And then we we still every time we go to Toronto, legend, now, you're a legend. We, we go back. The last thing on earth I want is someone on a bicycle driving me my Greasy Spoon. Maybe you can uh, request a car. 
Oh, my God. Yeah, Dan- I know. I get it. I get it. Oh, Ebola uh, fails. But- oh, my God. Did Daniel Berger just pulled out of this tournament, by the way. Is that like, do, like do, do we need to bet someone? There's no one. My only bet hey, is 75-1. Who am I going to bet? Webb, I guess. <laughs> I guess, but I just said I don't even fully trust him at the moment. I, I want hunger. I don't know. I, I, listen, really... listen I, I'm with you, but if, if there's anyone to bet. The Heath I... is about to be 22 to 1. Yeah, like if you wanted anyone at the top, now is the time, but. I, I still Who don't... should we. Bez? Be, like, you got to take your Bez 33 because that's going to be like 28 or 25. Yeah, now. I, I, but I don't even think I'm going to bet Bez, is the thing. I think I'm fine with like 70 and above this week. And just let Do it... I need to like bet Patrick Rogers right now? Yeah, if you want to bet Patrick Rogers, okay, let's go to that range, that like 50 and below. So we'll just go to like 30 He's to 40, 50. 40, 45. Yeah, we'll, yeah, go, okay, we'll, we'll go to 30 to 50 because those guys are going to drop here in a second. You got like, uh, let's see. Denny? Stallings, oh, sorry, Denny, was, Denny was already there. Uh, Stallings, oh. can you just let me fucking say the names? Thank you. Stallings, Long, Patrick Rogers are all 35 to 1. The Todd Father, T. Gala, Day, all 40 to 1. Hardy, Glover, 45 to 1. Nick Taylor, oh my God, John Hunt is 50 to 1 at DraftKings Sportsbook? Good Lord. Uh, Shez Reevy, Cam Davis, C.T. Pan. Like, those are the names that are now going to be... 45 to 1, 40 to 1, 30 to 1, like down in that range. And the only one that I've honestly bet is John, uh? and I bet him at 66 to 1 within each way. <laughs> I just bet the Tagala 40. I don't know. Be hungry. Don't be upset. Get over it. Reeks of fairness. I got nothing. Like Cam Davis, I would I would if, consider. Yeah. Bezadenhout, I would consider. Champ, I did give a long look at because this just seems like a week where, oh, Cameron Champ gained 10 strokes putting. He won. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I guess he can just overpower the course totally. That's what he wants to do. Sorry for those. I get, like, really excited. Like, when the guy at Burger with, like, that level of equity that I ranted about six minutes ago withdraws, my mind was, like, going 100 miles a minute. I'm sorry I didn't shut up. Um, but, yeah, uh, Rogers, Davis, I don't know if I'd need to just make the bets right now because those were who I was thinking of. And now do I just allow myself to have a proper thinking process and lose six points or, like, just rush to make bets but decide to let you cash it out and the number's probably going to be worse? Yeah, but they it, it never works that way. Uh, when no, I'm not even saying that I'll, they'll give me more money. I'm not looking to make three bucks on the cash out. I mean, I can reevaluate and still have my, I'll get a full cash out if I decide it's not what I wanted to do. Yes, I would agree with that. Uh, if you decide tomorrow that's not what you want to do, at least you have your number in at the better number. So yeah, I would highly suggest you do that. If you know that you're going to get the cash out uh, right now, it seems like they're they're fiddling around with everything. Uh, and trying to take Berger off the board. He's still up there right now as we continue to talk about this. Let's see if he's still at DraftKings. They'll probably be slow to the trigger as it literally just got announced on Twitter. But yeah, I think I'm good with not betting any of these guys. Huh is the only one I liked. I probably, like, I would want the, pl- I want the placements with all of these guys this week. Like, just betting John Hunt at 50 to 1 is fine and everything. Uh, he's probably not going to win, but I, I think he has a chance to win with the way that he's been playing. But if I don't have that top five equity along with him at the longer number, it makes it far less appealing. Put it that way. Okay. So in my degen moment, you've bet nobody. I will say I bet Sahith at 40 <laughs> Rogers at 45 cam Davis at 50 places where I can cash out 
fully and I do not see myself losing a full cash out. But so that's where my head is. I not don't have your discipline. I took the points and I'll evaluate after the fact. If I was to ride, I mean, I don't run the Fantasy National event simulator right now, but in a thousand simulations, Webb Simpson, even 12 to one right now, I bet you it's going to say he wins this tournament like 14, 15% of the time. I don't think I'm going to bet him, but I bet you that's what the, you could be right. I bet you that's what it's going to turn out to be. Can I ask you a question? Question followed by the question. My wife got mad at me last night. Why do you say question and then ask the question? Normal people just ask the question. I'm like, people have been getting mad at me about that forever. I cannot believe it took you a decade. Do you have a question? Question? Mav McNeely's 40 to 1 somewhere. Uh, let's see. Mav McNeely is 40 to 1 at. He's 28 to 1 at DraftKings. He is 33 to 1 at this place. He is. Man, where's Mav? I can't. It's not a cash out, though. I'll never be able yeah, to cash I, it I, out. I, I see the 40 that you're looking at right now. Yes, it is a non cash out location. But it seems like a strong number. Well, a market strong number even before the withdrawal. We just talked about not betting the top of the board. Now you've bet like five guys below. They're not the top of the board. That that is the top of the board. I bet three guys because I haven't bet the Mav bet, but I bet a guy at forty, forty five, and fifty. I mean, that's gonna be that is the top of the board based on this field. Like those are when they do the when they reconfigure those guys might actually be the top of the board on the slashings. Um not actually but close and i'm actually wondering if i should should be no okay just chill you don't need bez 33 you'll just wait see that would be the one that i would have played would be the bez 33 i'm not playing it but you can play it. what 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 do you do with jason day in this field ignore just he gets me i'll be happy for him ignore but he's an ohio boy like Technically, he lives in Ohio, and some people say the reason he lives in Ohio costs him at least one major, um, but maybe he can win a John Deere this week. I mean, it's always worked out so well for him at uh, Mirfield Village, being local to that course. Nah. Yeah, I'm not even saying he's local. You just said any, like the regional Thai guys. His are Foss regional, but it's been long enough. Um, I don't know. If desperation breeds brilliance for Jason Day, I will be happy for him watching on Sunday. I will not win money off it. Oh, you should, you should just log into DraftKings Sportsbook right now. You could have got Cam Davis at 50. I got him at 50. Oh. That's what I said. So he's 40, Rogers 45, Cam 50. All right, let's go to – this is this got to be your week, Jeff, because this is the official let's just name some names and bet them week. It's your favorite thing to do. I got some, na- I, I got some names for you here. You ready? Yeah. 50 to 1 and beyond. Oh, Cameron Champ is 60 to 1 at DraftKings Sportsbook. That's not bad. I could probably get behind that. I got Johnny Huh. He is 66 to 1 with three, or sorry, with five placements. Uh, what else do I got in here? Adam Shank. He's the guy that we both bet right off the hop. He was 75 to 1. I think he's down to, he's 70 to 1 at DraftKings Sportsbook right now. I took the five placements on him too. I like how Shank sets up. He's had success here. A lot of it was putting related, but he's actually playing some pretty reasonable golf at the moment. Uh, T to green. He needs to flip that putter back around. It's been a bad putting stretch for him, but 
for someone who's had success at this tournament, had success on these greens, and he's coming in with some of his best ball striking in some time. And I think you should really treat this as like an alternate event. We've seen him do well at some of these alternate events over the course of the past year. I think that's a strong number for him. I totally agree with all of that and followed suit. Okay. Um, Anderban Lahiri, 70 to 1. Saw that. Little pitch and pot. Little pitch and pot. He was someone that I'm shocked that the Live Tour didn't grab. Like, it's stunning to me. Like, it just kind of goes to show us that Liv is not interested in making money at all. Yeah, in the sense that you could get decent TV deals, like, in, in like, nationally. Like, it, that's why I think all Asian players should be their number one priority. Yeah. You've H- seen him make a statement, but, like, I get why Hideki would be, like, very front. You get a big Japanese TV deal if you have Hideki Matsuyama golfing on your television. Period. Uh, I don't know about India, but it's a lot of people. Um, and I guess in a smaller sense, but much the same mindset. Like, they've got to find ways to care. And we can laugh at things in America, but if their view is like we're this global league, then that's exactly where their eyes should be. Not Pat freaking Perez. Virgil. <laughs> Hideki, Lahiri, Tong. Those would be my three targets. But no one asked me. I'm just saying that and putting that out there. I even, when I see Woo! See, I mean, Siwoo's got to go to the military service soon, so you might lose him. Pay him to dodge it. <laughs> Become a South Korean draft dodger? Uh, he's probably <laughs> not going to do that. Uh, the other part, I guess, would have to be. Yeah, I talked about I talked about with Kevin Clark last week when I did the Live Tour versus the PGA Great Tour show. show. I really enjoyed that show. I thought it was, you know, it was it's just I, I kind of want to. I like that. that stuff a lot, so I actually really enjoy when you do that stuff. I enjoy when other people do that stuff, but I like that side of the conversation. I that stuff entertains me. I thought about some of the shows that we could bank because I probably do want to go back on vacation before football starts. Just, you know, because no vacation then. Then it's like 113 days in a row of, of work. Might as well get my vacation in while it's nice out in the summer. That maybe for each of the sports, we come up with something like, hey, we take like uh, someone who's in the know about each of the sports, especially from the business side, maybe the TV right side. And we do a series of shorter shows that is just you're the commissioner. What changes do you make and can this actually work for baseball, for football, for basketball, for golf, for UFC, whatever it might be? What are the right changes to make to the sport currently going on from the perspective of someone who both understands the sport, understands the economics, but actually likes the sport? Because all we've really seen from these commissioners, it seems like they completely detest the sport that they and I understand that part of it when it becomes your life that you just get beat down by everything that it's hard to keep up that enthusiasm that brought you into it in the first place when it becomes your job becomes everything that you do you're never off the clock i understand that from a commissioner's point of view but just to hear maybe some outside the box thinking wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world i totally agree with that 100 percent. on the other side pat the people that disappoint me and how stupid they are are like the golf fans that are like getting mad that they're seeing Rory shots in his meltdown or why he's not when he's not contending like they clearly just don't get how this works it's Rory freaking McElroy yeah it's see the shots it's no different than if if Tiger just scrapes through the cut line it's like fuck weekend ratings are going to be great for this because we can just show Tiger all morning Phil was the same way yeah, no. So like, oh, how come you? I can't believe you didn't show me my Nick Hardy shot. And I'm listen. I tracked it. Guy was pin stalking. But 
I don't know. And I, I guess that goes to a bigger problem. But I guess like it's the surprised aspect. But I also come here the morning after a major and act surprised that the coverage is worse than like in exponentially inferior swing season events. So, you know, what do I know? Uh, is there anyone from 50 to 100 besides Shank and I bet John Huh that you actually want to get money down on? Actually want to get money down on no, but it's funny to see, like, I see Svensson 65, DK, 100 elsewhere. Uh, if you can trust his putting, much like Doug Gim, you know there's a chance, like, it's six-footers all week. Um, I did mention Lahiri to you, and I'm going to finish this off by mentioning um, two names. One, Lanto, because for some reason I can't stop losing money on a bad player like him. Um, not even in outright markets, and two, a, a return of Pendrith, Pat. Any, I mean, I, I thought I'm just it, happy to see him back. I'm not looking to, I guess, bet him, but um, maybe a little life, maybe some DFS. I thought that he was supposed to make his return at the Canadian Open. Obviously, the rib injury was still affecting him to the point where he can't, so I don't even know if he's going to end up in this field. Uh, based on the DK odds, I bet Sam Ryder, but I bet Sam Ryder at 160 to one. He's 80 to one at DraftKings Sportsbook. I have a feeling that he's going to be a popular selection, so if you can shop around, find a big number, grab those placements. Uh, his approach game has been excellent over his past four starts. You just need him. It's Listen, he makes an eagle every second shot, but then he starts making triple bogeys. But he's another one who's played really well in alt fields over the years, and I think that's how we have to start to assess this. This is an alternate event with slightly better names, but most of the same names, and I think that Sam Ryder can contend in something like that. Libiota Le at 80-1, uh, to 1, all also had my interest, but I don't think that I'm going to get there on him. I just grabbed, it's funny, I grabbed Ryder at literally double the number that DraftKings has him at right now. Okay. You okay? Uh, let Libiota have a high crown. He had his run. I'm not, that, that one doesn't interest me. I'm very much in tune on the Sam Ryder. On my first look, that was one that caught my eye. I haven't bet it yet, but you telling me it's going to be popular is something um, I, I'm I only I'm only guessing it's popular because it's 160 in one spot and then it's 80 in another spot. Like maybe it comes back from the 80, but it's definitely going down from the 160. Like I'll guess. And it's this is also. I mean, we always talk about. Well, never mind. DraftKings, best. Yeah, find it. Yes, Paul. It's already 125. At the other place? At the other place. All right, yeah, so that, that's steaming down. Like, 80 is going to be the number. DraftKings just knew that should have been the number to begin with because that's where it's going to end up. <laughs> Not surprised to hear it dropped. But for, uh, between 50 and 100, that's it for me. Stricker's playing. Like, why not? Wedge, uh, wedges. He's been playing really well. Phil what? won a PGA Championship off a great little Champions run. Stricker's been playing great ever since he came back from his like crazy illness. He's been amazing. It's not that this tournament's going to be any different for him. It's still a pitching wedge and make nine foot putts. He can do that. He certainly can. Uh, he is not disadvantaged here. If again guys like Champ or P. Raj, like, want to throttle up and attack the course in a different way, I'm certain they can get it close enough to the green where they can be hyper-successful. But, yeah, it's a, Lee said it. It's the 10-foot, 12-foot, you want to call it a putting contest like the MX, but that's the problem. Every every bet I'm making, I'm like, do I trust this guy to get in fuego from 12 feet? Because you almost have to to be betting him to win. And if he's got a scramble, he's dead anyway. So who cares about that? 
Yeah, it's funny. When I looked at the distribution of where the strokes gained actually come from, like gaining strokes on the field on the par fives is weirdly like the essential thing this week. And you just wouldn't think that about this course because there's so many short par fours, but everyone's just kind of good at those. That the par fives, like being able to make an eagle or two along the way become, and there's a three shot one as well. I remember when Ryan Moore won this event, you know, he was just layup city all week. Uh, And just, if you can get dialed in from 125, like you're golden here. Yeah, history tells you it really is that Zach, that Zach Stricker player profile that lifts this trophy. And even the Bryson win, you call the outlier. That was like amateur. That was like baby Bryson. That was skinny Bryson. That was the other Bryson. Yeah, that was Mr. Accuracy. Great with my wedges and putting Bryson, not I bomb now Bryson. Yeah, pre-Hulk Bryson. So he even when looking at the past winners, I would argue fits more into the mold of of the you know right in line so yeah a hundred plus i've grabbed a few of these guys so shout out to because uh, i had bet this guy anyway and then i got a i got a dm from our our guy john rathouse who is with the caddy network he was on the players championship show breaking down that course because he had caddy for Seamus power at the players championship before he's coming out of retirement jeff He's on the bag for Steven Yaga bombs this week. 110 Ooh. to one with the five placements. Let's go. Let's let's cheer on our guy, Steven Yeager. So that was nice enough to begin with, but I'm just looking at, I ran a very short-term model on Fantasy National. I went through it on the research show. So past 12 rounds, Steven Yeager, number eight in the modeling. Actually, number seven now that Daniel Berger is out. No, yeah, I was going to say, there was an event a couple weeks ago where Yeager was like third on my model. It was Canadian um, Open, then he missed the cut. Okay, fine. That's what it was. But yeah, no, he has been he has been popping in some of these uh, short course metric models. Clearly, so yeah, friend of the program on the bag. I love Rad's content. I think he does really good stuff. I love his insight. Um, yeah, yeah. He's- I've actually even found myself retweeting a lot of it, which is like, I guess, the greatest sign of respect. Let's see here. Uh, earlier in the year, he went on a three-made-cut stretch, Phoenix, Honda, and Arnold Palmer. Then he missed four cuts in a row from the players through the Heritage. Then he made three cuts in a row, Mexico, Wells Fargo, and Byron Nelson. Now he's made, missed three cuts in a row, Schwab, Canadian Open, and the Travelers. So by that trend, he should make the cut and perform pretty well this week. And he kind of got back what he wasn't doing well at the Canadian Open and Colonial. Like he lost 2.4 strokes on approach in each of those events. He gained a stroke and a half at the Travelers, gained off the tee, just couldn't chip, couldn't putt, but has been a very consistent putter throughout the course of the year. Um, and he's been very good around the green. So if the ball striking is back, I would expect a rebound out of him. You can get him 110 to one with the five placements, but it's more or less just pick your favorites. From he's di- got 130 at DraftKings, Pat. I want those placements with these guys is the problem. Okay. Well, I'm just letting you know, DraftKings 130. Uh, the other guy is, and I mentioned him a bunch in the research show because he just kept popping up for reasons, I suppose. Great on short par fours. Great from inside 10 feet putting. Kelly Craft, 200 to 1. That was a name I was not <laughs> expecting to see um, you betting today. Well, here we are. It's a John Deere classic. Kelly Craft. It is It is the John Deere classic. It's where you believe in Kelly Craft, you bet Kelly Craft. Oh. Paul, I don't even. I don't have a comment. I, I don't, sorry, I don't have a comment. But I said like play your your your. I don't want to like play your duds. This is this is their season. This is their moment. Paul, what what were you in the market for? 
Is Hunter Mahan in the field for Jeff or what? Oh, we, we got some Jeff classics down at the bottom, I think. Like if we really look deep enough here. I Joshua saw, Creel, Dewey Vanderwall, Camillo Vajegas. I saw but, Sung Kang at 300. This field is so shitty that Patrick Flavin didn't even need Ooh. to Monday qualify. He's just yeah. in the field. 400 to 1 on DraftKings. There you go. You know Sky's going to be betting it. 400 to 1, eh? With Fuck. some placings? The, you could make more than the winner. The elephant man's in the field. John Merrick, 800 to 1. Oh, boy. Tommy two, Tommy two Gloves is in this field, and he's not even at the bottom. He's only 300 to 1. Hayden Buckley, 150. Okay, now we're naming names. That's not, that's not no, a bad no, no. name. Like, it's no, honestly, no, no, that, like, that, that's not a bad name. Like, you played, you're playing decent enough in really strong field events. I don't know. Like, that's, I don't really have a case other than you didn't play horrible at the U.S. Open, and 98% of these guys couldn't even sniff the U.S. Open. The numbers. That's the case for Hayden Buckley, and yeah. he's 150. Yeah, and he's Buck, and he likes to fuck. That 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 works for me. I, I can get behind that. I'm looking at 150 as well, and this is just a pure what the numbers are telling me. John uh, is number one in the numbers that I ran. So you're L- betting her uh, and uh? Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm going to go that that far, but Lee Hodges rates out really well for me. Why? I do not know, Jeff. <laughs> Let's see. What, what's he up to here? Oh, he's gained on approach in three straight. Made three straight cuts. Lee Hodges, DraftKings, first round leader. Let's go with that. He's 150 to 1 right now at DraftKings Sportsbook. And you know, other guys, I saw Charlie Hoffman's odds just absolutely crater. Uh, did Doc Redmond die? Because I feel a year ago in the shit fields, he was the guy people wanted to bet. And I'm seeing 200 to 1 on DraftKings. I'm going to bet Bez. 33? Yeah, thirty-three. That's going to be the number in in on Bez at thirty-three. He's the jabroni. Going to get better. Yeah, he's going to be the jabroni of the week, who's never won that everyone bets that everyone's going to pass on because his odds suck this week. And like Xander and like Fitzpatrick, he gonna win, but probably not. But if it's wedges and inside ten foot putting, he does do that very well. Very well. Um, sorry, like Doc Redman's clearly still alive, but is his game dead? Yeah, it felt like he was on a mini run a little bit earlier this year, and by mini run, like, not coming in last place anymore. He's not Smiley Kaufman, put it that way. I just remember people had this thing with him that, like, he he peaked in the shittiest events, but he was still at a low number. Now we're at the shittiest event, it's 200 to 1. His, so I wonder where those dock truthers are at. His two best finishes this season was 25th at the Farmers and then 26th at the Players. He's missed four straight cuts. This ain't it. And he was, 40, he was 67th at the Valero, 48th at the Heritage. It's been a really bad run for old Doc Red. Okay. Um, okay, two more names. One just for the jokes. Um, Grillo. Playing? The concept of the course seems like it's a Grillo setup. Yeah, but you have to make a whole bunch of seven-footers. And then when you think that seven-footer was supposed to drop and it doesn't, you give the whole two birds, the whole thing goes to shit. Um, Smotherman, I'm seeing like a, a consortium of different numbers. 110 to 1 at DraftKings Sportsbook right now for the Smother Man. I never bet Smother Man. I just play him on DraftKings and then he screws me. So I'm, I'm pretty used to that by now. Matt Wallace is 130. Like, he's a good player. 200, I, I feel like I even saw. I could be making that up. 
The the name that I really did want to focus on here is Goderup played Goderup. Goderup played pretty well last week. I think he did he end up making the cut at the US Open? I can't remember now. I think he did. After we all used him in Canada and he was dog shit and missed the cut. But I feel like he could be all right here. To bet him to win, or like we're just gonna have a nice week. I don't know. We just had an amateur almost win the Travelers Championship. Goddard's supposed to be like, you know, one of the better college players who is coming out of you know, of college the past few years, and it looks like he's starting to get a little bit more comfortable. It wouldn't be. I mean, we saw Wolf win right away. We saw Morikawa win right away. Like, why can't Goddard win in this field? All very good points. So, 100 and what, 50? He's 150 to 1. I don't know if he's any better anywhere else, but Goderip, yeah, 125 to 1 at other places. Oh, yeah, there, there goes that Sam Ryder number. <laughs> like, I would prefer to bet Sam Ryder, but Goderip seems like he's all right. Let's see. He was T43 at the U.S. Open. He was T35 at the Travelers Championship, missed in Canada. But earlier this year, he was T7 in Puerto Rico. Okay, I will defend this bet by saying 99 out of 100 times, Pat, 99 out of 100 times, I would rather bet the unknown of what the, the unknown ceiling that I believe Goderip has versus um, like just name me a handful of has-beens who are at the exact same number, who I know what they're capable of. And I'm not expecting them to give an eclipse this week. Well, here it is. Here are the guys that are listed at exactly the same price as Goderip. Grayson Murray times michael thompson brandon woo my guy lee hodges i'd probably bet hodges over goddard but he's another guy with sort of like unknown qualities hey kelly craft i bet him but he's i bet him at 200 to one he's 150 to one at DraftKings. but benny martin sean o'hare paul's guy andrew novak chase seifert chesson hadley vince whaley charlie hoffman captain ramius buck fucks peter malnati <laughs> Taylor Moore and then Goderip like Goderip has to have the highest upside of those guys yeah so I mean there's some other guys but you could even go like shorter like to pick on like a Vaughn Taylor at 130 like who I guess you could argue you know this sort of short this sort of course can work I would take my swing with the unknown of the ceiling of the Goderip than of your woo your Taylor and pretty much 98% of the players you listed every time Every time. So we're doing it? We're doing Goddard? I don't know that I'm doing it, but I'm saying, like, I if I if I make that move there, I'm playing for the ceiling versus the has-been. Like, all my bets in that area will be for the ceiling versus the has-been, a la my, my Buckley call-out. Like, much on that same line of thinking. All right, I'm in. I'm in on Goddard. 150 to 1 with five places. Yeah, I've already built my card. It's Monday morning. Oh, it's going to be a fun week when I don't watch the John Deere. Although, if I have a like, that was the problem with the Travelers, why I didn't really care. I didn't have anyone in the running. Like, my only, the only bet that I was, like, half sweating was John uh, top 30. It was like, well, he should theoretically get this going. I think he finished T13, so it worked out. But, like, he's going to have to have a really terrible day to fall outside the top 30 here. Uh, and he didn't. That was the only bet that was even close to winning because Steele and Damon and Riley ended up just going the other way. is not fun no I'll just put it at that it was not it was not fun but it was I was like it was entertaining you see a guy like Sahith taking on a player like Xander and on that note I don't know how much we spent time speaking about him but I'm sure the Twitter 
loves the the postman this week because of of yesterday um and they should and i've seen look. his odds drop already no as they should why not look at this event look at this field play the guy who's hot who just lost to xander shoffley by a stroke like that or two but um i i will not besmirch that one bit i'm saying i've seen the line drop at almost uh around the shops poston rates out number four in the modeling that I ran over past 12 rounds. It goes, huh? Lee Hodges, Nick Taylor, Poston, Cam Davis, Stallings, Jagger, Svensson, Hubbard, Gutchewski, Stricker, Webb Simpson, Thigala, Bezadenhout, Pendrith, who hasn't played in like five months. You know, you said a name in there that I haven't even seen. What are Nick Taylor's odds? I think they're like 50 to one. <laughs> oh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, they are 50 to one. Yeah, I, I don't. That's a guy I'm thinking about. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, want, in, I, I don't want to name anyone else. Just bet him in the low Canadian market since Hadwin's going to be like minus 500 to win this event by Thursday. <laughs> that is true. Uh, it looks like DK's just gone off the board. Yeah, they, it, it just collapsed for me as well. So, yeah, um, But gonna... then you'd lose your bet to Svensson. Or I'm sure there's like legitimate jabroni. Is Roger Sloan in this field? Yeah, he is. Yeah, so yeah, you, his name you could lose him. your bet to him. Mike, Michael Gleeglick, you could lose to him. He's in this field. David Hearn at 500 to 1. Another Canadian in this field. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah. yeah. Richard S. Johnson, I believe he is Canadian. He's a thousand. Did you to see uh, Boom Boom? Jeff Overton is, mon is trying to Monday quality today and for like the first time in forever yeah i think it's five years i didn't realize that he had spinal surgery that got infected and it was like a real tough scene for him oh, oh yeah horrible glad to see him so back bad. i like you i mean jeff overton was really good in like the late aughts early teens he was like a key member of the u.s Ryder cup teams now you've seen some Ryder cup pictures from an era that are like who the hell are those people but <laughs> You know, there. You know, he was like one of the guy, like the top guys on those teams um, for a run. It felt like I, I got no more names. Quick picks and one and done selections for the week. I have. Let's see here. Bezadenhout thirty three to one. Chris Goderip one fifty to one with five places. Jagger one hundred and ten to one five places. Shank seventy five to one five places. Kelly Craft two hundred to one five places. Sam Ryder, 160 to 1, five places. And John, uh, 66 to 1 with five places. That's my week. This is going to be fun. Yeah, it's certainly going to be fun. Okay, so the bets I've made, uh, I bet Shank at 75. And then, as listeners of the show know, mid show, I bet Sahith at 40, Rogers at 45, Cam Davis at 50, just in like the, oh my God, I'm. When guys at the very top withdraw, it only costs me more money. <laughs> like, that isn't without a doubt. I think there was one time we hit it. Burger at Pebble, I think. Like, DJ withdrew, and he like, click, 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 click. Um, but for the most part, elite players withdraw just costs me money. Like, a tradition like no other. More money than I wanted in the tournament. One and done picks for the John Deere Classic. Uh, Cust is taking the Todd father, Brennan Todd. That's why I failed to mention his name at any point, because cursed. I'm going to go with Bez is my pick, so it's it's on you. Webb Simpson? I believe you have Webb Simpson to use. That's where the lean that I was at was Webb versus, yeah, you're good with Webb. 
Webb Simpson. That, like, that's got to be the pick this week in one and done, right? For, like, if you're in the yeah, lead in and, a but one I, and in done. In the concept of, yeah, but for, like, I'm just trying to beat you yeah. and Tim. Pat, uh, yeah, so that's just the perfect pick. In the bigger format, I suck at those anyway. I'm always trying to pivot off that obvious pick. <laughs> Let's see. Daniel Berger withdrew from the John Deere Classic from... Three months ago, there's a Brandon uh, Degula just tweeted this out from the Sports Business Journal. Golfer Daniel Berger lands deal sponsorship with John Deere. Now he pulled out of the tournament. <laughs> Oy. Oh, it's a tough scene in Silvis, Illinois at TPC Deer Run. All right, that will do it for us. Okay, that will do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. G Feinberg 17 on Twitter. That way you can keep up to date on all of Jeff's. I mean, have fun doing content this week. There's actually a great DraftKings week for the John Deere Classic because people are legit not going to give a shit. People are going on vacation. They're not focusing on content. So I would recommend that anyone out there try to gather a consensus of what people are saying the plays are and just do the opposite of that. That is the easiest path to the top. I will talk about that. 9.15 a.m. Eastern Time live on Mayo Media Network with Ben Raza on Wednesday. Wednesday, so tune into that or catch it on the podcast feed but i assume you're still doing all your obligations of producing content this week yeah all of it and you know it's a you know especially like you know the lot like books are gonna be all over the place it's a hard event for them to get pre-tournament pat if i was doing nothing this weekend if i was home doing nothing i'd almost consider making no bets and the type of number you will be able to catch on like a saturday or late friday on a guy who the book has never heard of making its move that you respect there's going to be like a huge opportunity i'm going to be on the lake so i'm going to miss it but there will be a huge opportunity i'm sure for people um to to play that lane this week totally Sub to the newsletter. That's going to come out on Wednesday evening. And sub to Mayo Media Network. Smash a like to the episode. And let me know if you do want a research show that's going to be well in advance for the Scottish without the completely finalized field. But most of the names, I'm guessing the answer will be yes to that. But hey, if you don't want it, less work I have to do. Anyway, tune into the football shows coming out on Tuesday and Thursday. And we might even have a special Cust Corner huh? coming out in terms of America Day next week. Or we'll just do golf instead. Either way, I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. Family experience! Experience!